Yo, 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 JC in the house. Let's introduce my boys. Check it. The Ghost Adventures crew, led by Honky Zack Bacon. Then there's Aaron Goody, Hilarious and Raven. Billy Tally is fierce. Jay a little cutie. Stick him in a crawl space to catch some ghost booty. I miss him, Nick Groff, part of the OG crew, but he ghosted on the bunch. Let's start him something new. So tuck yourself in for a spooky little pod. I'm your host, Lynn, to give my boys a nod. Pump up the spirit box. Obviously. Hello, welcome back. Welcome back to I Love Ghost Adventures, the podcast. This is the podcast where I, your host, Lynn, talks about the show on the Travel Channel, The Ghost Adventures, and how much I love the show, Ghost Adventures. Hence the name, I Love Ghost Adventures, the podcast. Okay, so this latest episode... Again, my DVR said season 22, 23, so I'm, I'm just, I'm not even going to say what season it is. It's the most recent season, okay? Episode 7, called The Chinatown Poltergeist. <sighs> so this episode takes place in a tiki bar in Las Vegas, Nevada. This tiki bar's name is The Golden Tiki. And it is a bar with lots of oddities in it. Lots of shrunken heads, and weird artifacts such as medicine bags, and a machete that has, like, blood and hair on it. I mean, lots of creepy things that ghosts may stick around because they're attached to them, or they may be angry because, hey man, that's my head, or that's the sword that took off my head, or something. Who knows what's in a medicine man's bag? Could be anything. So lots of uh, lots of strange things in the bar. There's also the head of the drummer from Pantera, Vinnie Paul, which is in itself bizarre. I couldn't tell if it was like shrunken head or whether it was just his head. How do you shrink a head anyway? I don't know. At the bar, they also gave Zach a commemorative shrunken Zach head, which was actually pretty cute, except for the things hanging off his lip. It really did look like Zach. I'd, I'd like a little Zach head, you know, that'd be fun. Of course, without the little things hanging off the lip, because those are just kind of gross. But like a little, a little Zach head would be, would be cute. You'd hang it from your rear view mirror in your car. Maybe you could like uh, double as like a it's like a ghost sensing device, you know, like maybe a static sensor or a light up like a EMF detector, like a little tiny Zach head EMF detector. Maybe his eyeballs like light up when the ghost is in the room. I don't know. Okay, getting off track. Okay, so this episode, the Chinatown Poltergeist. There is some footage from a patron in the bar of an ashtray moving across the table, which seemed a little compelling. I've also had things move across bar tables just because there's so much beer or moisture on the table. You know how when there's so much water or something on a table that something will float on the surface tension? It seems like maybe that could have been happening, or maybe not. We're going to say it's a ghost. I just always like to, you know, explore alternate theories of things. I couldn't tell from the video whether it looked like it was moving on moisture or if it was just being pushed by a spirit, but let's say it is. And then there were a bunch of people sitting in a booth, and 
tabletop shattered. There was a glass tabletop that was like holding down all these photographs from the bar and the, the tabletop just shattered around around all of these people. I can't remember what they were said. They said they were talking about something. Um, it struck me as like, you know, they were talking about something about the shooting or something. There was, there was an awful shooting in that bar as well. Before, I guess it was the Golden Tiki, it was a different bar. And these three masked men came in and shot a bunch of patrons. That's horrible. And right there, again, creates an environment for spirits just based on the energy, the fear, the violence stirs up all sorts of energy in the universe and could create a situation just right for spirits to take advantage and say, hey, hey man, I'm here too. Okay, so when Zach was talking about his shrunken head, he said he'd like to have a little shrunken head like that, like on his regular size body, like the guy in Beetlejuice, which I thought was funny because Beetlejuice is a great movie and uh, Michael Keaton's hilarious. And when his head shrinks down on his body, it's really funny. So that made me laugh. Um, okay, so they try to experiment with an ashtray, and they use the geophone. And they do get some e- EMF spikes around the ashtray, but the ashtray does not move. Then they explore the pirate room, which is the room where all the negative shooting happened. And that table crashed. There was um, a black mist and a light anomaly caught in there. And the, the light anomaly seems to be um, shooting toward the ashtray. It's kind of interesting. There's like a little a little light anomaly shooting right toward the ashtray, but the ashtray doesn't move. Um, Aaron is using the spirit box, and he gets a response from, in the spirit box that says, when he asks, how many spirits are in this bar? And he gets a response that says, a lot of them, which is believable. It is an intelligent response to Aaron's question. Then Aaron asks, who runs this bar? And a voice comes through. They say it sounds like can you work? But to me it sounded like Jimmy Woods. So I don't know if Jimmy Woods was a previous owner or manager of that bar, like before it was even a tiki bar, maybe, but it sounded like Jimmy Woods to me. So who knows? And then a female voice comes through the spirit box and says, talking about, which is one of those instances where We've talked about before how like uh, portions of a sentence will come through or strange words that don't seem relevant at all. And either it's like a residual energy that's in there that's being captured by the spirit box or a portal that is opened up temporarily and a spirit's trying to talk and only a bit of her sentence comes through the portal or only... She can only muster up so much energy that she's in the middle of a sentence or trying to say something and says talking about and can't get the rest out. You know, these are all theories of why of some random bits of sentences might come through. And then Zach gets really super dizzy, really super dizzy. And he almost faints, just an intense moment. And then they hear a voice that says evil. And then they're using this full spectrum camera and they catch a ball of light. And the ball of light, the way it moves, almost seems intelligent. Like, it kind of makes a turn. Like, it's kind of hangs there, and then makes a turn. Like, it's looking at something or going somewhere, which I I thought was pretty cool, because it's like, yeah, that's like a spirit reacting. It seems like he's watching the guys, watching them, 
and is reacting, not just like repeating an action over and over again, like a residual energy. And then they also catch a whistle. I can't remember if that's through the spirit box or it was like a disembodied whistle. So Jay, who was in nerve center this whole time, he goes into the bar by himself. And Zach and Aaron and Billy hang out at nerve center while Jay goes in by himself. And uh, when Jay's in there, nothing happens. So then Billy, Zach, and Aaron go back into the bar. And Zach catches an EVP on his recorder that sounds like, get out of here, which is pretty intense. Because you want a voice to talk to you. You don't want to say something like, get out of here. Could not be you know, dangerous, but maybe just wants them to leave them alone. Who knows? And then an- another cool thing happened. Someone had put down one of their walkie-talkies on the bench where the table had previously broken and like just discarded it, like left it behind on the booth. And the booth, these booths are like these half-moon booths. They're like big half-moon booths. And the walkie-talkie is sitting there, and they hear it go off, like a voice comes through the walkie-talkie, which is strange because all their walkie-talkies are on the same frequency. So if, if there was a voice kind of come through one of them, it should have come through all of them, but it only came through the one, the one at the table where the, the glass had shattered and while the people were sitting there. So that was super strange. And then when they went to go find it, and when they found that walkie-talkie, the one where the voice had come through, the booth, half of it had been like pulled out in a really heavy, really heavy half-circle booth, you know, like obviously in two sections, and half of it was pulled away from the wall which is pretty cool because that's a heavy booth. Like, that would take some energy to do that. So that was kind of neat. That was kind of compelling. Then they get an EVP on a recorder from a woman. A woman's voice is captured on a recorder. And it's really clear. Like, you could hear the tone in her voice. It sounds like a residual to me because she's like, here I come to blah, blah, blah. Like, no one can figure out what she's saying, like, but it's like she's talking, like it's a conversation she's had like a million times at this bar, like, oh yeah, I come here, you know, to unwind, or I come here to see so-and-so, or I come here for whatever, like maybe it's just something she's said many times to her friends or to people she meets at the bar, but it's a really clear female voice, and you can't tell what she's saying, but she's like, here I come to blah, blah, blah. That was a really cool EVP. I really want to know what she was saying. Lady, what do you come here for? Maybe she comes for the martinis. No, it didn't sound like martinis. Maybe she comes for the pina coladas. I don't know. didn't sound like pina coladas. I couldn't figure it out. But then the last piece of evidence that they capture, they use a static electricity device. It's like senses static electricity and I guess it was sitting on the bar for a long for a while and all of a sudden that thing goes off and it was right I think it was right under the sword with the blood and hair on it and Aaron had said asked the spirits is it something to do with the sword and that's when the static electricity meter I guess it was went off so that was kind of cool so that was um that was it for that episode I mean it had its funny moments with Zach and the shrunken head, and, you know, it has just a really strange location. Of course, it's Las Vegas. They love Las Vegas. Las, they live in Las Vegas, so they're always, they're, they're there a lot. 
clearly there are local celebrities there too. So it was fun. It was a fun episode for them in their neighborhood. So it was just a strange place. So yeah, some EVPs, some spirit box, a few balls of light were seen. There were ashtrays that moved. Oh, I think the ashtray, there was an ashtray that moved when they were starting, just before they even started the investigation. They were talking in there and like uh, ashtray flew off the table. And that's when they tried to you know, then capture it moving. So it did move, it like flew off the table, but no one caught it actually doing it. They just, you could just hear it, you know, clunkily clunk as it hits the floor while they were talking. So that was, that was pretty cool. So I guess that's why it was called the Chinatown Poltergeist, because that ashtray did move. We just didn't see it. Okay, so that, that was that episode. That was fun. And then, of course, you know, I'm watching other episodes of Ghost Adventures. On Tuesdays, it seems they seem to have these double episodes that they run. And this was a great double episode because it was in Ireland. I love Ireland. And there's lots of history in Ireland and lots of spooky, spooky things in Ireland. So these this double episode in Ireland are pretty great. So the first one is when they go to the Lep Castle. It's spelled like Leap, I believe. Okay, so the first half of the double episode is when they go to the Lep Castle. There's the Hellfire Club. And then there's also the steward's house, which is home of the Killicky cat, which is supposedly a big black cat that was seen many, many years ago. Of course, this is an old, these are older episodes. I think they're from 2014 or something. And we get to see Nick once again. Yay, Nick. Always good to see Nick. And the one building, I think it's the Lep Castle, has like super scary elements to it. There's a bloody chapel where one brother killed his other brother who was a priest. And there was this, it's a hole in the chapel that leads to these spikes in the floor. They throw people down this hole and they get murdered on these spikes. And I guess they had thrown so many people down these holes, down this hole that after a while they were just landing on bones of other people. So that's Seriously horrible, but obviously it's all been cleaned out by now. And uh, when Zach was doing his interview, the Irishman who runs the castle or had history of the castle, he was telling um, Zach about all the bones and how it took four horse carts of bones to get rid of all the bones. <laughs> and Zach's like, house cats? Like he couldn't understand what the Irishman was saying. He couldn't understand. He was saying horse carts. It was just kind of funny because there. if you've been watching Ghost Adventures for a while, there's some times where Zach, he either can't say something or he can't pronounce something. And it's really, really funny. There was one episode a long time ago where he could not pronounce the word mercury. He was saying mercury, mercury. It's like, it's mercury. Like, why can't you say this word? It was hilarious. I don't know. So um, it was one of those instances. Oh, what's funny about these old episodes, too, is Zach dresses more like a magician in these old episodes. He's like wearing this like, long black coat.
coat with this big like amulet around his neck, you know, so he looks kind of like a magician. It's just funny because I don't, I don't know why it's funny, but it is. I like the way he dresses better now. Um, anyway, so that that's kind of like setting the stage. Okay, so it's a creepy old castle. There's a steward's house with the with the Kilkey cat, and then there was another location with the Hellfire Club. All of these places were pretty scary. Nick is in the castle with Billy, and he is using his recorder to get EVPs. And he's not getting anything until he speaks in Gaelic and he asks he asks something and he finally gets a response we can't understand what it is but I thought that was interesting and then Zach and Aaron are over at the Hellfire Club and they hear disembodied voices and back at the Luck Castle Billy Billy gets touched by some unseen force and totally rattled which is great because it's always great when Billy gets rattled because he's like you know the the skeptic, he's like the steady as steady as they go kind of guy. So whenever he gets super rattled, you know like something scary happened. So then Nick, who's super brave, goes into the bloody chapel alone. And then he lowers himself down into that hole where all those those horrible those bodies were thrown. He lowers himself down. We know he's athletic. We've we've mentioned that before. He lowers himself down into that hole, and he hears all sorts of noises, and he gets this, like, screaming on his voice recorder. It was really super eerie, because you know, like, there were people tossed down there onto spikes, and I'm sure there's people screaming in pain. I mean, awful. And he gets a scream on his EVP, and then, so, Zach and Aaron are over at the Hellfire Club, and he feels like he gets grabbed on his ear with like something with nails and he gets super emotional like Aaron gets so freaked out he's like in tears because he felt like he had a run-in with the devil it was very moving because Aaron was so affected and as Zach and Aaron are coming coming back from the castle to the steward's house they're driving through the woods and they hear this like woman just screaming like oh, really loud like no like really loud and before that they had been talking about banshees banshees which are women irish folklore a banshee is a woman who if you hear her scream you're supposed to die or something it's one of the, it's another Irish legend, which is why Ireland's awesome. Aaron, I think, had a dream about a banshee the night before the investigation, too, which is frightening. But anyway, they hear this woman scream from the woods, and they try to go in the woods to see if there's anybody in there, but there's nobody in there. So it was super, super scary. So they make their way to this steward's house where Jay had been monitoring it, what's going on, and there's a painting of the Killikee cat that's like this big cat and people have like tried to turn the painting upside down and bad things have happened so Jay turns the painting upside down and he's like watching watching from nerve center nothing whole lot happens they hear some footsteps in rooms where no one is and then um they turn on the spirit box by the cat the painting of the cat and a cat meow comes through the spirit box 
which was pretty cool. I mean, for reals, there's a painting of a cat, the Killiki cat, and a cat comes through the spirit box. Cats don't usually come through the spirit box. I thought that was pretty amazing. So that was neat. And then um, the word Satan also came through the spirit box, but let's not talk about Satan because then we have to talk about demons and we're not going to go there, okay? So that was pretty much all the cool stuff in the first episode. And then the second episode is the Ireland double episode was when they went to Loftus Hall. And again, it was like the same crew. I don't know if they were all, they were there on one single trip to Ireland back in 2014 because uh, Zach is still dressed like a magician. Nick is there. So it kind of seemed like it was maybe the same trip to Ireland, which makes sense because if you're going to take a trip to Ireland, you might as well investigate multiple places at once. Ireland's pretty cool. I've been there a couple times myself. Didn't do any ghost investigating, though. I did do a lot of hiking. It was good, though. It was fun. And I went to the Guinness Brewery. Went to the Guinness Brewery a couple times. It was really cool because you go all the way up to the, Guinness, the top of the Guinness Brewery. So there's bars on every floor, but and you get a token for a free Guinness, right? But you gotta go, you should go all the way up to the bar at the top of the Guinness Brewery because then you get your free Guinness and you have a view, like a 360 view of Dublin. It's pretty amazing and the Guinness is delicious. That's my, that's my plug for Ireland. Okay, so the second episode is at Loftus Hall, which is an amazing old, old like castle hall where this family lived many, 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 many years ago. And it said that the daughter of the, of the couple who lived there got pregnant by the devil. And she had the devil's baby. And they put the baby buried in the wall of the tapestry room. And there, there is legend that they actually found bones of an infant in the wall of the tapestry room. Like, I don't know, a century later. Because this happened a very long time ago. So that's creepy and horrible on so many levels. What's kind of cool is that they have tours of the Loftus Hall. The people are only allowed on the first floor because the guy who runs Loftus Hall is super sketchy about the second level. He doesn't let anybody in the, in the second level. And the Ghost Adventures crew were the first paranormal investigators that were allowed in and allowed to go to the second floor. So yay, guys. I, telling you they're the best i mean if you're gonna have anyone come investigate you're having the ghost adventures crew because they are amazing so they have infrared like night vision cameras throughout lower floor to watch the people on the tours to make sure like nobody gets out of hand or whatever and apparently at one point the lights go out and there's all these people in this room and one of the guys on the tour lunges at this woman who's also on the tour and like starts to strangle her like knocks her down and starts to strangle her and what's really interesting about it is it doesn't look like like this dude just had it had it out for this this girl right like and he was like plotting his revenge like I'm gonna get her alone and on this tour and then I'm gonna choke her you know I'm gonna say I'm possessed and choke her no because if you watch it the way he goes at her, it's not like if you're lunging towards someone, your your body is facing them and like leaning toward them, especially if you're like using your hands and your force 
because you're, you're trying to use your hands and force to like you know, get them around the neck. But his body was kind of like being pulled back and like up. And it was very strange because it was like he was, there was something that overtook him. But all the force didn't necessarily go forward, like into her neck. Like if you were going to strangle someone, you'd go put all your weight like into it and fly at her. It was like he was almost being like kind of tossed and thrown himself and on her and then was choking her. And it almost looked like he was like being pushed and pulled himself while this was happening. It was very, very weird footage because it's, you can tell it, it wasn't just like some dude wanting to choke a woman out of anger. It was, there was clearly something else going on. Like he was possessed or something. And that was really weird. And throughout this Loftus Hall, there are all these decapitated statues of Jesus, which is just weird. And then so they put a statue of Jesus with his head to see if like they would, it would like become decapitated while they were there. It didn't. And that would have been cool if he could like prove that this statue had its head and it was like really sturdy. There was no like scoring marks or it, was, like, it wasn't just like sitting on top of there. And then it actually came off. But none of that happened, so it was unnecessary. They got a woman's voice through the spirit box, and it sounded like, help. I believe it was like, help, which was creepy, because the woman whose baby was killed and put in the wall, she then was trapped in that very same room until she died. Like, who wants to be in the room where their dead child is has been buried in the wall? I'm sorry, but yeah, help would be an appropriate uh, would be an appropriate message that woman would have. And they captured a ball of light going like kind of up the stairs and kind of shooting down the stairs. It was kind of cool. There was like a really creepy stair stairwell staircase, as you could imagine, in an old old timey mansion house. And then Zach captures a voice that says, "Don't help me." And then he catches a door closing a little bit. So it's like maybe someone is like, don't help me. And just, I want to be left alone. And they start to shut the door. And Zach's freaking out. His, his reaction is amazing because it's so genuine. You know, he's like really freaked out. This is, in this episode, Zach is alone a lot, which is usually that's, you know, Aaron's job to be left alone. And then later on it becomes... Jay's job to be left alone. But in this early episode, Zach is left alone a lot and all this stuff is happening around him. And he's freaking out. He sees the door move and you know it's genuine and he's freaking out because there's just lots of beeps, lots of bleeping of obviously he's swearing a lot because he's just like, oh my, come on, you know, swear, 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 swear. So it's like bleep, 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 bleep. You know he wouldn't purposefully use that kind of language on television because he'd know it's going to be bleeped out. So he's clearly freaking out, all right? And then there's like a mist that he also sees in the doorway, which again, I've mentioned before, I think I have a lot of glare on my television. So there's sometimes I just can't see a mist or a shadow. I didn't quite see the mist myself. So then Aaron and Nick are downstairs in the room where supposedly the family were playing cards with this mysterious stranger that showed up that turned out to be the devil, right? And who impregnated their daughter. 
they had this uh, card game with this guy, and apparently they saw his hooved, hooved feet under the table, and he was like, ha-ha, I'm the devil, and he like shot up out of the ceiling, and the ceiling was never repaired again. So Aaron and Nick are sitting at the table playing cards, and Aaron has like a 666 hand in his, in his hand, and, you know, he's like, what, what do I have in my hand, you know, trying to be, get like and say it's the devil or whatever. This is when, you know, my favorite thing, the SLS camera. Zach is shooting them with the SLS camera, and he gets a figure standing right on top of Aaron's shoulders, like his neck and shoulders, as Aaron's like at the table, and Aaron's feeling really, really tired, and this stick figure from the SLS camera shows up, and Zach's like freaking out, and he goes, he tells the figure, like, raise your arms, he inter he's interacting with it, and the stick figure raises his hand, and then Zach says, move your legs further apart, and the, the stick figure totally, like, spreads his legs, it's really cool, this is why I love the SLS camera, I love it, it's one of my favorite things, every time they use it, it makes me so happy, so they get the stick figure to raise his raise his hand, to spread his legs, and the whole time is like on Aaron's head. And Aaron is getting super, super drained with energy and he feels terrible. And it finally goes away. And then Aaron has to leave and I think he actually barfs. Thank God they didn't show that because you know how I feel about barfs. And that was uh that's about it for Loftus Hall. But that was a cool episode because there was lots of good evidence as far as EVPs voices, disembodied voices, um, just plain old creepiness, a lot of history, Irish folklore, the devil is in, you know, but, but so that was a good double episode. If you happen to catch it, it was on, I think, the Tuesday before the new episode. It was called Ireland's Dark Haunts. Those were two really good episodes. Um, three, actually. The new one was good as well. So that was it. So thank you. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of I Love Ghost Adventures, the podcast. I clearly still love ghost adventures and will till the day I die, which will not be anytime soon, hopefully. Let's knock on wood. Okay. And I hope you are all staying safe and staying sane, practicing social distancing, also taking care of yourself emotionally, physically, Take your vitamin C, take your vitamin D, take your zinc, and be kind to each other. This is a really stressful time, and being mean to each other doesn't help anything. So everyone be sweet to each other, and let's stay strong, and we'll all get through this together, alone, together. Okay, thank you so much again for listening. Please send me an email with your um, favorite episodes or your favorite ghost adventure moments or if you had a haunting yourself, I'd love to hear about it. The email is I love ghost adventures podcast at gmail.com, all written out. And the Twitter handle is at I love GAC podcast. That's at I love GAC podcast. So please follow, like, subscribe, do all those things. Send me a message. Tell me what you like. Um, tell me what you want me to talk about. If there's something you know specific that you like about the Ghost Adventures that I haven't mentioned yet, or your favorite thing, or your favorite episode, um, I'd love to hear about it. And I just love to hear that you're out there 
actually listening. So thank you for being there. And I really appreciate it. Okay, I'll talk to you later. Thanks again. Bye-bye.